Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Know Who Drives Return. To listen to all of our podcasts, be sure to visit podcast.boardroomalpha.com and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. For ongoing daily analysis, check out our channel at thestreet.com slash boardroomalpha. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. And now back to the episode. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Know Who Drives Return. Uh, I'm David Drapkin, and today uh, excited to be joined by Jason Wilk, who's the CEO and co-founder of Dave. Uh, Dave's attacking the traditional banking world in, in various ways, but at its core, helping customers to avoid you know, billions of dollars in overdraft fees uh, that big banks you know, rake in every year. Uh, they also have a suite of products that help track spending, get you extra cash, uh, and maybe get you a side hustle that I'm sure Jason and I will touch on a bit more. Uh, Dave is also set to go public via SPAC, VC, v, excuse me, VPC Impact Acquisition 3, uh, recently filed their proxy and, and are gearing up for a, a January 4th shareholder vote. Uh, so welcome, Jason, and uh, thanks a lot for, for joining us today. Great to be here, David. Awesome. Uh, you have a fun background as a serial entrepreneur, so why don't you give us a bit of a bit of an introduction on on Jason's history and, and how you got here. Yeah, so lifelong entrepreneur, been tinkering with ideas ever since I was a kid. I think I came up with some sort of acne fighting shaving cream when I was a kid, <laughs> a golf bag that had an umbrella system built in, uh, and ultimately you know, launched my first business when I was in, in college. I was a I was a golfer growing up. I was I played college golf. And when I was growing up, I could never afford the latest and greatest stuff that was coming out. I was always trying to buy the stuff that was from, from last year mm-hmm. and found that there was quite a, lot, quite a lot of other people that, that uh, were looking to save money by getting last year's stuff too. So I created this site called One Day Sports where people had 24 hours to buy last year's golf stuff at the cheapest price in the country. You had 24 hours to buy it or the product was gone the next day. It was a model I followed from a successful uh, e-commerce site called Woot, which did the same thing for consumer electronics. And uh, it was a great little business that uh, helped me get my start. Got it. Uh, you should have you should have created an app that fixes everyone's golf games because I, I could totally use that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot harder to do. <laughs> uh, cool. So let, let, let's switch over to Dave. Um, and, and how about we get, you know, just to start off, you know, the, the 5,000 foot version of, of what Dave is um, and how you're helping uh, customers avoid uh, those overdraft fees that, that, that are such a pain. The background really was I overdrafted a lot in my early days as, as an entrepreneur and, and a college student. So it was a, it was a big top of mind pain point for me. And so the original version of Dave was meant for people to avoid overdraft fees at their bank. Mm-hmm. So the way you would, you would download Dave, you would connect your existing bank account to us. We would look at your, at your transactions and alert you about bills that could potentially send your account negative that were coming up. And then we would spot you 75 bucks if, that, if any of those bills were going to take your account negative. Mm-hmm. Much better to get the $75 from Dave, which was completely interest-free, we don't check your credit. There's no late fees as opposed to paying $34 every time your account goes negative with your bank. Right. So that was really the, the original innovation was bill upcoming bill alerts and the interest-free credit. We uh, already had the, the ear of Mark Cuban, who was the lead investor of my, of my previous company. 
which we had exited. And Mark also had a, a passion for overdraft fees given when he was getting his start and sleeping on couches, becoming a, as an entrepreneur early on, he was overdrafting a lot as well. And so he was the perfect person to bring in as like our early spokesperson for the company and has been a fantastic investor and board member since day one. Right. Do um, you going to continue or? Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, that that's great. So, but let's talk about the business model there, right? So you're, you're not charging overdraft fees um, for, for this product that, you know, alerts me as to, you know, when I might overdraft, how, how do you make money then on, on those customers? We've always looked at the early part of the business as a sort of stepping stone for our grand vision to basically be the superior banking product for the everyday American consumer. And mm-hmm. that was the name behind Dave, where Dave going up against Goliath, where Dave, the everyday American customer. And so the early way we monetized the business was, was very light. So we had a $1 a month subscription for uh, helping customers with financial insights about their upcoming bills. And then the extra cash product, when you borrowed from us, there's no mandatory fees at all. So you can actually take the money entirely for free. For customers that needed the money instantly sent to their debit card, we charged a small processing processing fee similar to a Venmo or a Cash App. And we also had a tip-based model, which is really cool. So customers can decide whatever they think is fair for using our our version of overdraft protection. Mm -hmm. And for every percent you do tip us, we pledge a meal to Feeding America. So there's this great giving back component, like a one-to-one model that we built into the company. And it's been huge. We've actually helped members now avoid a billion dollars in overdraft fees. We've pledged 13 million meals to Feeding America. And we're just getting started. Right. And uh, and so you mentioned extra cash is free unless I need that you know money immediately. And then you have this tipping function. Just curious, what, what percentage of, of customers do you see actually use um, you know, this optional, this optional tip functionality? About 50% of people tip us something. Mm-hmm. And we find that it's just such a great business model for us. And all of our most recent brand studies, Dave has the most brand affinity of any fintech in the, in the industry right now, which has been, been really awesome to see. Right. Um, and, and so let's talk about uh, you know, the, the customers that you're targeting, um, you know, and, and how, how, how you go about acquiring them. It, um, it, it seems as if you're targeting those in most need, potentially those with, you know, low credit balance, low bank account balances. Maybe I'm going to have a bank account. You know, th- those that are sort of struggling to to maintain their finances month to month. Is, is that correct? And sort of how do you go about acquiring those customers? So it turns out marketing a overdraft alternative is a great way to acquire customers. Given there's about 45 million people in this country that are overdrafting about 10 to 20 times a year. Mm-hmm. And we have that data validated in, uh, with our customer base, given we can see their transactions. And it's true. The average customer that comes to Dave and connects their bank account, they're paying about $400 a year in fees to their, their bank. And that's comprised of overdraft and the minimum balance fees. Mm-hmm. And, so you, and so you have no, no minimum balance fees as well in, in your new banking product? Yeah. So talk about the evolution of the, of the yep. business. So the bank was our number one most requested feature as customers like, hey, you're helping us out with this amazing overdraft solution. You're helping me understand my upcoming bills. Why don't you just launch your own yeah. checking account? And so that's what we rolled out at the beginning of, of, uh, of 2021. And we have uh, close to 2 million customers now that are already using that, that product, which is huge to see. And then starting in Q1, 
we're just going to make Dave banking the primary product of the company. So every customer will now get and be required to have a, a checking account with us. Because ultimately, we'd rather send the extra cash to our own card now than have it sent out to these external banks that are really robbing people of, of these. Right. And so you're saying starting in Q1 of next year, you'll be required to have uh, a Dave banking account to, to use the other suite of products throughout? That's right. And it's, it's a free account. There's no there's no fees around it. So really, it's just agreeing to a separate set of terms. But we just want to make sure that every customer has that Dave debit card. So when they want those funds, they can get it for free instantly on their card versus having to pay additional fees to have it sent out to an external bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but is Dave an actual bank or you're partnering with, with, with an existing banker? And do you have plans to you know, maybe acquire a bank charter as we've seen some other some other folks in the space do in recent years? So we were fortunate to already have a, a pretty large business by the time we started to get into banking. So we're doing a ton of, of card transactions and processing with extra cash with our existing bank partner. So when it came time to launch our bank, we had got fair, very favorable economics with them. And so for us, there's not as much a rush to go get the bank charter to save on those those uh, on some of those economics. Mm-hmm. But it may be something we'll look at down the road. For now, just product innovation, speed of innovation, and customer acquisition are much more of a focus than trying to add a lot more regulatory burden onto the company. Right, right. So, so focus on on the tech and, and the product versus you know the, the the regulatory hair that comes with uh, being a bank on your own, if you will. Exactly. And now a word from our sponsor, Boardroom Alpha. Boardroom Alpha's SPAC intelligent platform tracks every SPAC vehicle from pre-IPO all the way through to their DSPAC merger. It is a one-stop shop data platform tracking each constituent across the entire SPAC lifecycle. Know the team and the sponsor behind each SPAC with full SPAC history, person and sponsor historical performance, as well as deal info. Track the market. We deliver daily aggregate discount premiums of SPACs, total issuance, trends and returns, biggest daily movers, and upcoming SPAC calendar. Get immediate and real-time access to investor materials, institutional holders, structures, redemptions, filings, and more. To learn more or register for a free trial, please visit www.boardroomalpha.com slash SPAC. Uh, interested uh, to hear about the side hustle uh, you know, portion of the business. Um, can you talk about what exactly that means? Are you getting... Um, you know, ancillary revenue from, you know, lead gen from, from Ubers and the DoorDashers of the world is that, that that's just to, that's to help your customers, you know, make some extra money, um, you know, in, in their daily lives. Exactly. It was, we figured that was something a bank would never do. We figured a bank would never give you free money to avoid overdrafting. We figured banks would, were not ever going to help you predict your upcoming bills. And we also thought they'd never help you try to find additional work either. So it seemed like a really cool way to, get more money into the ecosystem by helping people find more work. And with the explosion of the gig economy, there are so many different opportunities beyond just the Ubers and Lyfts of the world that most people have never heard about and also don't know if, if those companies are in their area yet. So we decided to launch a central location and ultimately figured that earning more money was another way to avoid an overdraft. And so that seemed to fit in our model, even though it didn't seem like a typical financial solution. Right, right. Um, it's interesting. I, I had not even known about that uh, until I was starting reading about you guys, and it, it seems like a natural, um, you know, thing to have on a on a finance banking app. So I, I like that idea. Um, you guys have had kind of crazy uh, user user growth in the last year or so. 
you know, sort of what do you attribute um, that growth to, and and do you expect it to continue at a at a similar rate, you know, here in the next few years? Yeah, we've had consistent growth for the last five years. It's been really awesome to have this product market fit with people really hating overdraft, and that's still been a very pervasive message for us in all of our advertising. Yeah, the pandemic was interesting. There's been so much government stimulus money that's come in that we've seen checking account balances across the nation at at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. And so that actually led to some some, uh, headwinds for us as far as the extra cash business, because when when the government, they effectively became our our biggest competition. Competition, yeah. They they were doing what you were doing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, giving away a lot lot more money and, and you don't need to pay the government back either. So, you know, still we had a, a really great growth year, but, um, you know, it would have been even bigger if, you know, had, had the pandemic not, not hit. Having said that, the, the benefit, I would say the tailwind of the pandemic was people never want to go into a bank branch ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. And so I think the acceleration of people interested in opening up a digital account, there's really now no difference between us and a JP Morgan Chase. I mean, you can both open an account online now, and uh, and so we think building that building that better brand and having that better suite of products is how we're really going to to win. And being a public company is going to certainly be an accelerant to that. Yeah, so it brings me to to competition, right? It seems that you know traditional banks, digital only banks, neo banks, guys like you um, are all sort of you know preaching the same message, right? Easy ease of use, online, digital only, no hassle, no brick and mortar. You know, I know we, this is what we're speaking about, but how how do you you know stand out and, and, and differentiate yourself? You know, if I'm a if I'm an investor, you know, customer side, if I'm an investor and I want to back someone in the space, um, you know, sort of what how, how do you stand out against that competition today? Well, competition was here well before Dave arrived. There's yeah. <laughs> fourteen like we work with with Plaid for customers to connect their existing account to us and. There's about 14,000 different institutions that you can choose to select from, from, from all the different banks in this country. That's wild. So <laughs> immense, immense amount of competition. Um, and how we stood out, stood out was really uh, our innovation around that short-term uh, overdraft problem. So yeah. we have the best solution in the country today still, where you can get up to 250 at no interest, no, no credit check. That brings people into the door and they, they love that product. And additionally, we just have, we built a real trusting brand. People love the name Dave. We have Dave.com, the domain name. We have this really awesome mascot that people you know, that, that people feel is a lot. Uh, it's very friendly and approachable for for a financial institution. And so it's a combination, I think, of just brand, great marketing, uh, and just a much better product that is is not only innovative but affordable for customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Dave's, you know, as a as a as a Dave myself. <laughs> uh, how do you view in terms of these customers, right? So I guess I, I would assume air towards more uh, on the younger side, or potentially you, you could tell me if I'm wrong. But how do you view that, you know, evolving over time? You know, obviously, you know, to get them in the door was, hey, you know, we're going to protect you of overdraft fees. But in the future, um, you know, do you anticipate going after a customer base that? You know, maybe isn't as vulnerable um, to the overdrafting problem, and maybe just needs a better UX in terms of you know traditional banking that they might get somewhere else. And do you see customers, you know, growing up and leaving, or or being lifetime customers of Dave? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think the, the early product of Dave was really helping out the, the the very financially vulnerable or just younger consumers who mm-hmm. are overdrafting a lot on on their account, but the 
I mean, where we're at, we're going with the customer base is to, to graduate those customers to better financial health. And ultimately by doing so, we're, we're going to retain them longer and also have other products we can cross, cross attach them into. You know, we'll, we're looking at all, all sorts of interesting opportunities to uh, build up the products that from, you know, in, investing to credit building. Uh, there's a lot of things in the works here that, that we're excited about. Right, right. Um, and, and shifting back to growth a little bit, um, I think in your in your recent business update, um, you mentioned like given a, a bit of a delay in the M and A process, um, you're going to fall a little bit short from from the original 21 um, uh, revenue projections. Sort of what what, what sort of vil, excuse me visibility um, should we have in, into some of the projections that, that have been put out there? Yeah, so I mean, we thought it was a, a good time to update everyone on just sort of the you know the state of the world for the company. I mean, the reality is that we've only raised 61 million of equity capital to date. So we're one of the most capital efficient companies ever to to get to this level of, of this size of an IPO. And quite frankly, we expected this transaction. One of the one of the benefits of a, of a SPAC is supposed to be speed. Right. <laughs> and the transaction has taken a long time, uh, you know, to, to no fault of our own. And so when you're a company that's only raised 60 million of capital and you're you're basing your projections on having several hundred million coming into the the balance sheet, that obviously is going to have you know some of an impact on our growth. Right. But you know, additionally, those those uh, stimulus headwinds as, as well. So it's sort of a combination of both. But the future is incredibly bright for this company, and all the new products we have coming out and, and the consistent growth we have across the board is uh, is, is awesome. Um, got it. And, and, is, and any reason uh, for the delay in the process, or just um, you know the SEC and the regulatory process? Uh, Know, rear, rearing their ugly head a little bit. Yeah, it's just it's just been slow. You know, I, I don't I don't think I don't think the SEC is paid to, to move quickly. I mean, I think they're they're there to uh, make sure that the T's are crossed, eyes are eyes are dotted, and to do their their job. And you know, unfortunately, that can come with delays, especially with so many companies that have gone public. Yeah, in the last uh, couple of years. I was going to say the pipeline. You know, you know, obviously we follow. You know all companies, but you know heavily involved in the SPAC market. You know the the, the glut and the pace has just been crazy, and so um, you know it's something to think about for 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 future companies going going this route. If you know if staffing doesn't increase or, or capacity doesn't go down, um, and so on that point, um, uh, vote January fourth. Uh, you guys went with Victory Park, who I um, um, understand is it was an existing long term investor in Dave. Um, it, was there a specific reason um, uh, that you chose them versus the you know numerous other um, SPACs looking at looking for fintechs? Well, the reason we ended up going down this, this SPAC route, I mean, we had a relationship with uh, Tiger Global, who we view to be the preeminent fintech investor in the country, and we were talking about the opportunity to possibly go public before we went out to even talk to any SPAC sponsors, and it was Tiger ultimately that helped validate the, the valuation mm-hmm. and uh, gave us that anchor capital uh, for the pipe before we even picked a partner. And so uh, once we had that 150 million locked up from them, that was enough of a conviction of a, of a check for us to want to take the next step. And they let us go pick our partner of choice. Victory Park had a, a perfect sized vehicle for us, but ultimately they're a long-term uh, friend and an investor in the company. Brendan Carroll was actually one of my first calls about this idea for Dave before he even started the business because I wasn't sure 
once we offer this overdraft protection, who's going to fund all these, who's going to fund all this protection? I heard Victory Park was the best one. So I pitched Brennan on this business idea, I mean, back in 20, 2015. Mm-hmm. And so it's just awesome that now he's the, he's the head of our, our SPAC that we're working with. And Jason Brown, the other partner at Victory Park, um, it turned out that he was a member of my uh, tennis club. <laughs> and so we built this long relationship over, over tennis, which has been fun over the last five years. So we wanted guys that we that knew the industry really well, but who we also uh, were big advocates for the business. And I think that really helps when you're going through this kind of transaction to, to know who you're getting into business with. Right, right, right. Um, and so on, on that point, uh, talk a little bit about the team that, that you've put in place um, at Dave, uh, the, the operating team um, to, to, to lead. Any, any highlights you want to want to point out there from an experience or, or new hire perspective? Yeah. So I'd say uh, our, our CFO, Kyle, has been a great right hand since I started the business. He, he joined us very shortly after we launched the product. I think we had, had only several thousand users. So he's had the benefit of really knowing this business like the back of his hand. And although he's uh, he's uh, on the younger side, he's uh, incredibly smart, tenacious uh, CFO. So excited to have him get us out there in the, in the public markets. Uh, Shannon Sullivan is another great hire we had. She's our chief people officer. The people side, acquiring talent, fostering talent is you know one of the hardest things you can do in the technology right now. So it's great to have a thought partner in her. Uh, Mia Alexander, our uh, VP of customer support and risk. She was a green dot for 13, 14 years. So getting her to the business a couple of years ago was a big, a big win is understanding how to, to do customer support at scale in this particular industry is not, not the easiest thing to do. And she's now taken over the risk department too. It's also not an easy piece of, of fintech. Right. Um, so yeah, those are you know, a few, few key hires to point out. You, uh, are you, are you ready and excited for, for life as a CEO of a public company? And, and all the fun that, that that comes with it. Yeah, I think ultimately it's the right thing for for the company. I think ultimately having the capital for things like M and A, having uh, public currency that you can use to to recruit talent, mm-hmm. um, no matter you know, no matter what the stock price. I think it's just better to just just to be out there. And yeah. I think for us, our focus is just building the best best product and keeping our our focus on the business. And the stock price will will eventually fall. Right. And do you expect to be active uh, in, in M&A in, in the next couple of years? We'd like to. And there's a couple of deals that we missed out on the past year or so just because we didn't have, we lost out to companies with, with public currency. Right. And so we're you know, excited to see what what uh, opportunities lie there to to really add more firepower to the day product set or just to uh, really build up the technology team further. And, and use the proceeds from... From the pipe and 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 what you get net of redemptions is is mostly for sales and marketing or how, how do you view the, the the cash influx here? It's yeah, sales, marketing, growing the team. Additionally, uh, M and A as well. We think we'll be we'll be certainly looking at, at key opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe I haven't mentioned the word crypto. Is you know the, the the finance world, the Twitter world loves talking about crypto. Any anything in the future uh, on on supporting crypto or, or other sorts of digital assets? Well, we do have FTX in our pipe, so that that's an interesting uh, avenue there. And you know, been uh, building a relationship with uh, with Sam over there. You know, he's certainly one of the one of the leaders in this crypto market. And so, you know, certainly not something we're we're ignoring. We're we're paying close attention to the space and 
you know, if we do get into crypto, it'd be through a partner. So and it's not something that could be too far off of the business if we decided to do that. Right, right. Um, you know, always fun, you know, when we talk to fintechs to, to ask that. It uh, seems that it's top of mind as as with some other <laughs> you know, buzzwords out there. Um, but hey, Jason, this was uh, very interesting. Um, been awesome to follow the story. Um, as, as I mentioned, the deal vote set up for, for Jan 4. Uh, anything else that... Uh, you know, prospective investor or a voter, um, you know, should be thinking about, um, you know, as as Dave is set to to enter the enter the public markets. Yeah, look, I think we're we really are at day one for the business. You know, we've we've got our our extra cash business, which has been a, a game changer for the industry. But all the new products we have coming out, from banking to to savings and eventual investing and credit building. We think that there's just so much huge opportunity for us to just keep disrupting this market. And uh, yeah, we think it's a great opportunity to become a shareholder in the company ahead of the, the transaction. Great. Jason, uh, once again, appreciate the time and, and thanks for talking to us today. Yeah, thanks a lot, David. Mm-hmm.